Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. How are you uh, today heading into the weekend? It's Thursday. Wait, is it Wednesday or Thursday? It's Thursday. Thursday. It's two days after my birthday. And my birthday was Tuesday. I got to say, usually the day after my birthday, June 2nd and June 3rd, June 4th, not my favorite days of the year because it's just like, oh, it's going to be so long until another day is mine. At least that's the way I used to feel when I was a kid. Um, But this time around, God, I had so much fucking fun on my birthday. And I know I talked about it yesterday, but the I hadn't gotten all the... um, accolades (laughs) accolades <laughs> about what a fun night it was from my mom and my, it's just you know what was really sweet is that my parents just had a great time and um and I showed them what fun could be had when they just trust me and like because I think sometimes things get caught up with too much planning and there's too much like we need this cake to come then and then the candles and we got to get the card and we got to get, like, my sister d- forgot it was my birthday. 
um, or she, you know, she knows my birthday, but she, it just kind of crept up on her. She's a teacher. She's finishing out school. Um, even though the kids didn't have any finals because of COVID. No, no finals. They, they just, finals were optional for teachers to give. So no teachers gave them because, te- you know, no good teachers gave them. Can you imagine? I, did we talk about this? Being a no. high school student. I mean, I, I, this is the stuff of my, of dreams I currently still have. Do you guys ever still have this dream where you're lost on the final day of school? Like it's a final and you have to find the class. Maybe it's for a college class and you didn't even go to college or maybe it's for high school and you were valedictorian. So there's no reason that this should be a dream that you have showing up on the last day. You didn't go to class. You can't really find the class. You find it and you didn't study at all. Okay. That's like a nightmare, right? Well, the dream scenario of that, that you would wake up and go, that would never happen is that you get to the end of the year and you have to study and your finals are coming up. I mean, the way we did in my high school is there's, you know, you have a semi-final and then you have the final every semester before winter break and then before summer break. And it's pretty much of everything you learned either the whole year or for that semester, right? And what you do for those, even in college classes, when you have your final you you pop an Adderall or whatever you can't you you totally um ruin your body's symbiosis of, of sleep and like health to overstudy memorize a bunch of stuff and then take the test and then dump it out of your head as soon as it's over because that's what I do with every script I've ever learned um every you know you ever see actors on tv shows and they'll do a, a game where they're like is this a line from something you did, Sean Penn, or is this a thing that Charlie R. A. D. said to his kids, screamed at his kids last week? You know, and they play those games. And Sean Penn, who has been in, he can't remember like Oscar-winning performance performances of lines. It's because you dump it later. I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for Sean Penn, but like th- you, you, they're jokes that I memorized for the sake of a roast or something, and they're dumped out of my head. My own stand-up, not as much dumped, but sometimes I recalled an old joke this morning, actually, and I couldn't remember it. It was something about waxing my vagina. I think it's online. I think someone shot me at a Indianapolis Crackers Comedy Club in like 2010, 11, and I, or maybe eight or nine, and I was doing a bit about uh, trying to wax myself. I bought a, a NADS kit, do you remember NADS, Noah? It's like the waxing kit. I heated it up in the microwave. And this is true story. I just told Andrew this in the kitchen. He goes, have you ever talked about that? And I go, I'm telling you it's a bit that I used to do, but I haven't, I guess, talked about it since then. I'm saving it for the next time I do WTF with Mark Maron. It's just like a story I really think will like draw like people's insecurities out. No, it's, um, I haven't been harboring it, but I literally, I have hurt myself so much for the sake of fashion and wanting to please men I think it should be a segment on our show where we call beauty is pain or just like, and this is for men too. Men do painful things too, but I've almost died because I was wanting to have a hairless vagina. That's a story for another time. But this, I heated up nads. I was like such, I was such a dirty mess back then. Heated up nads, put it on my vagina. They gave you little strips at the time. Like you do individual strips, put, got, through two, first of all, it heated up too much. This is the joke, by the way. This is a good line for early Nikki Glazer stand up. This is a line where I go, okay, that was something I would write now. 
So I didn't know how long to heat it up. I put it in the popcorn. Uh, I put, fuck, I fucked it up. I put it in the microwave. I pressed popcorn and I left the room. So I heated it up too much. I love that line of just like, press, but I didn't. I just, I did heat it up too much. So it burnt me. I only got two strips in, abandoned it. And so I had a vagina that was hairless except for two patches, which almost calls back to my joke that I did this past summer where I was getting electrolysis on my vagina and had to stop my sessions halfway through because of COVID. 12 sessions give you a hairless vagina. Six gives you a vagina that looks like a koala that was survived the Australian wildfires. I had to change that joke uh, when I did it on Kimmel. I had to say it looked like a uh, South American soccer field. People got offended by that too. I'm like, I, I, I can't win here. My vagina looked like a pause button because it had two, like, lo- you know, two strips perfectly perpendicular or parallel to each other. Looked like a pause button. Um, at the time, Twix used to be like Twix, put your life on pause. And so in 2008, I was like, I was like, some kind of, I said some kind of Twix catchphrase after that. This is the joke. And then I said, I called it Patch Adams. Not because, not because it, oh, I said not because of how it looked, but because I used to go to the hospital and entertain sick kids with it. I put a clown nose on it. Like it just became this absurd bit that I kind of stand by. But I forget the wording. It was pretty good. Look it up. It's on YouTube. You can you can watch old stand-up that's humiliating to me from like clubs I did that would tape my set and I can't stand watching my stand-up. Anyway, um you you dream about a day where your teacher a dream sneak sequence would be me waking up and being like, Oh my god, I had a dream my teacher, Madam Hood, canceled the final and said we didn't need to do a final. That's only something that could happen in dreams, except 2021. And I know COVID has been hard, but for all of the kids out there that did not have to do finals because your teachers thought it would be too hard for you, given everything else, congratulations. That is the best thing I've ever heard. It's like the snow, it's like a, it's like a snow week. It's like hearing that you got a, a week off of, I mean, when I, my sister told me that they had no finals, I got excited like I was in high school for the kids because finals used to just weigh on me so much it still represents and I think that's why we have those stress dreams it's because this is the first time this is my guess having no knowledge of dream analysis and honestly not really understanding psychology more than a couple chapters of of four books that I've read because I give up after the second chapter but I do believe that dreams really can tell you where you're at in your life and if you have a dream where you are stressed out and can't find the building where your final is or in your back in high school or you're having a dream that you are about to go on stage and for a play that you have not been to rehearsals of and you are playing Juliet and you don't have any, any of the lines are memorized or you have a dream where you're falling and your teeth are falling out. Whatever it is that dream, it's, it's something that happened to you formatively early on that stressed you out and that's what your brain goes to to get to work through those feelings when you're sleeping. I heard that dreams are a way... I mean, I think science's best guess is that dreams are a way to process the information you accrue during the day and like download it and make sense of it. And so you have all these weird flashes of stuff. However, Sam Harris, my favorite person and thinker, has says the most interesting thing about sleep that I'm going to butcher. But people always go like, How does, what does he compare it to? People are so scared of psychedelics and, oh, if I take this drug, what's going to happen? What am I going to see? What am I going to do? People are scared of dying. You know, when I cease to exist, what will be? When you go to sleep, think about this. When you go to sleep, 
you literally shut down your body. You are defenseless. Your brain goes to places you cannot predict. You don't know where they're going to go. You don't know what you'll see. You don't know what terrors will befall you. You don't know what delights befall you. But every single night, hopefully, you surrender to that and you're okay with it. To, re- to completely be, you know, a receiving, uh, pretty much victim to your mind. Yet we, we, I'm scared of doing LSD. I'm scared of doing DMT. I'm scared of all these things, what they might show me in my brain. When really every night I sign up for a psychedelic experience. Dreaming, not moving your body, but also operating in a world in your mind where dogs turn into buildings and then suddenly you're in your middle school but it's actually your brother's uh friends mom's minivan like the way the world shapeshifts if you witness this in your own life you'd go what the fuck so there's some way of, of him presenting that that i'm probably not striking a chord with people but the way he presented it was that it's just very interesting that people are so reticent to do drugs that might expand your consciousness and show you things that your 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 subconscious might be working through I'm scared to do LSD because I've heard of terrible trips. Sam Harris even talks about it. He even says he has two young children and he said that, and if you don't know who Sam Harris is, I'm not going to explain it to you because I honestly can't even list all of his achievements, but he's a very, he's a scientist, a neuroscientist, neuroscience. I don't even, I can't even say what he is. He's the smartest man to, to my knowledge alive. And I trust everything he says almost too blindly. He's like a God to me. But the fact that I heard this man say that he wants his two young children, to, if they don't, if they live a life where they don't do LSD, he will think it's a life that wasn't lived to its fullest for his young seven-year-old, like his young girls. And he even says, uh, it, that's something that I remember every time I smoke pot, he goes, would I recommend they do pot? No. I mean, like, sure, once. But if they go life without pot, that's fine. I would never recommend them smoke pot every day. That's an insane thing. But like, or do LSD every day. But these are th- human things. Your brain is capable of going to these places on its own. LSD just opens it up. It's not like LSD does it to your brain. Your brain is capable of it. It's just a, and you can get to it through meditation probably, um, the places your brain will go. But these are just ways to, to facilitate it. And I've even changed my, uh, my stance on, um, you know, psychedelics and psilocybin mushrooms for being these like, oh, it just one session and you get through all your trauma. I think what it does is it, it gets you through a lot of it and then you got to keep up the work to address those things. I used to think it was like, oh, you just take a hit and then you're like done dealing with your PTSD from Iraq. But no, it's like you, you're able to process it in a way that is so much clearer and more focused and not like terrifying. That's the thing. I got to get to Andrew, but one more thing before we get to Andrew. If you're a fan of Bill Burr, I implore you to uh, listen to his Conan Uh, interview from a couple weeks ago it's 26 minutes long all I'm telling you right now listen to the first six minutes and you tell me if you're a fan of Bill Burr and what you usually expect from him you I want to hear what you think after he shares the first six minutes of that interview I really want to hear from you because for me as a huge fan of Bill Burr who in the past couple years has not been able to enjoy him as much because I just was so um it's same with Patrice O'Neill. Like, there was a, 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 a there there was something about it. he would he would say things about women that I would believe would I would go oh my god that's true that were like really angry and it would make me like 
hate myself a little bit. So I couldn't listen to Bill Burr because he was like showing me sides of myself I didn't like. And he was so angry at me as a woman, you know, like certain things and not just women, just like things that I stood for that I was like, oh my God, my favorite person in the world. I don't like to listen to a standup anymore because it makes me like feel foolish because he's calling me out. And I avoided him because it was just too angry and I'm trying not to let that stuff in my life that makes me feel bad. Not because he isn't a genius. But then I listened to his Conan six minutes in. Just trust me on this. I can't believe people aren't talking about it. And I think as soon as you see what it is, you'll know exactly why Bill Burr fans, you know, Rogan fans, all of these guys who think they know what's up and hate cancel culture and hate, you know, and are, don't want to have more empathy. I think they're scared to even watch this because your boy has changed. And how did he change? Well, go watch that Conan clip, the first six minutes of the interview with Bill Burr that's 26 minutes long, and then watch the rest of it because it's fucking hilarious. But the first six minutes, Bill Burr has changed, and no one's talking about it. And I think it's because it scares everyone who has built their persona around, I want to be like Bill Burr. Because if you were pursuing that before, Bill Burr doesn't want to be that way anymore, and you'll see why. Uh, Let's get Andrew in here. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, little cutie boy. Look at him staring. Hi, Andrew. I'm talking to the dog. Oh, man. I started wagging my tail. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) Luigi's so cute and forlorn. He was just sitting in your chair, and now he's out of it. Now you're here. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Nikki. How did you sleep last night? You were out, buddy. I I had a place to myself. I slept good. Did you sleep good at uh, your 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 ladies? ladies. Yeah. uh, her, Her sheets are clean. Uh, which is nice. They're not the cleanest these oh, days. Man. I got to get back in there. Got to get after that again. I have been wanting so badly to do a challenge, and I think today should physical be physical challenge. It's it kind of is physical. Noah, can I present a challenge? Go for it. This is very vulnerable because my room is a fucking mess right now. Oh God, no! I don't know if we should do this. I know where you're going. We each go into each other's room and we pick one item, or we take a picture <laughs> and we bring back the picture and we just go explain this. It could be, it, what made me think of it one day was when I was brushing my teeth and I looked and I saw one of my old eyelashes, <laughs> like a false eyelash that I stuck on the back of my floss because I was like, oh, it's, and if you saw that, you would just take a picture of it and go, what is this? Why, why, why? Uh, no, I, like just a weird thing that, you know, you do that you don't even think about that we can then have to answer. I'm trying to think what is there anything in your room you truly would be so mad at me seeing or upset about because mine i've got a lot of stuff in there right now that would be hilarious the but only we, thing we i'm afraid i'll make a but you could get mad at me wait can we just do it right now real quick no my room is so dirty right mine, now. dude mine is disgusting jingle bells you're gonna be singing jingle bells when you look in there do you know what i'm talking about do you know that reference? I know my listeners do. I know Jingle Balls that you probably have. I in know there. that fashion egg. Yeah, you know that fashion egg, Noah. I can't believe Andrew already forgot. Dashing through, through the, the snow, snow. Ding, ding in the one horse. Someone wrote to me and said that when they when they sometimes see the dried. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Pause it. Pause toys, it. Let's they do sing it. Jingle Bells too. Let's do it. Okay, we're we're not even gonna pause, Noah. You keep us going. We're gonna do a countdown of one minute. <laughs> 
And um, I am. We are. We will. We will speed this up. But we're gonna do one minute, Noah. Um, we can't I'm go have in the each clock. other. We can't go in our rooms. Oh God! No, we have to go in each other's rooms. No, I know. But we can't go first. We take a picture of something. Okay. Go get your, get your phone. You're gonna take a picture of something you see. Oh my god! This is fun. It, I mean, I know fun. I'm really going deviant, and we might cut it. No, but I, think I love it. I love this. I just don't know what is, she's gonna do you for have a minute. One minute. To get a picture of something and you just go explain this. And it doesn't have to be, you don't get to touch anything, by the way. No touching. Okay. Uh, right. No moving things. No like lifting up sheets or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Okay. okay. We're going to go ready? and it's, it's a rush. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We're going to do set, set, go. This feels go. like sweeper challenge. One minute. Okay, that okay, was fast. time. Thank you. Time. Where's Andrew? You're done. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> are you laughing? I don't even know what was going on in mine. I'm feeling very vulnerable right now. <laughs> so and do like, I. I, I, I love that. But what I love about this and Noah in the future, you're going to be the one that randomly pushes this on us and doesn't tell us because we can't prep for it. You know what I'm saying? So Noah, it's going to be up to oh, you in the sure. future to go, guess what time it is? It's time for whatever we call this segment. And then we just run off and do it. Because in the future, the, the only reason it was good today is because I truly, I left some weird shit out. I know I did. I didn't, I barely made my bed. I think I just pulled up the sheets. Yeah. Okay, so can I see what you took a picture of? Okay, I just feel like it's going to be like, we're going to run out of things. Okay, here we go. What do you mean? Don't overthink it, Andrew. But by the way, we're in the moment. Okay. That is come on my toy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I didn't know that it was that much. I thought it might be like jingle bells, jingle bells. But I didn't even come last night either. And that's from it. And this is a brand new toy I used. I will recommend this toy, by the way. How do you clean your toys? I just usually uh, wipe them on sheets that I know are going to be. I wipe them on the side of the sheets because I only use one side of my bed. And I wipe it on the side that isn't being used by me. You know what I mean? So you have a cum side on your own bed? Yeah. Whoa. And then I I would never have someone sleep over or I would never. And you you don't have a king. You have a queen bed. Yeah, but I honestly, I don't even (laughs) touch I use less than a twin in terms of space. I really stay like in a casket. So that is too much. Uh, I really regret doing this challenge. It is embarrassing. However, I will recommend this toy. You know what I love? I love that. I didn't wipe this one though because it was too much and I was just like, I don't care. I I do love that like it's the cum side of the bed is getting you ready for a real relationship because you're like, no, I could sleep with someone else in my bed because I have cum side. Now that could be a human body. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, I mean, if I put enough cum there, it'll might like it might, just yeah. build up into a real boy I could love. Um, At midnight, I said boy because of Pinocchio. I wasn't saying a boy. I was trying to reference that. It sounded pedophilic. Um, okay, so yeah, I got the. I tried a new toy last night because all of my chargers for my favorite toys have been missing, and I wrote e- I wrote into uh, Cal Exotics, who makes my favorite toy. Get that green box over there. I want to tell girls what my favorite toy is really quick. The yeah. green box. A lot of people are asking for a list of your okay, favorite so, toys. So um, maybe we could put that on. This one's Instagram. awesome for single women who want to feel like, oh my God, they're here is the answer. Okay. So um, yeah, that want to feel like they're getting penetrated. This one, it does not have the rabbit part on it that like m- tries to hit your clit. You know what I'm saying? 
We talked about this what with is it Emily. Called? It's called The Shameless Flirt. And it's by Cal Exotics. K-C-A-L Exotics. And it's about $104 on um, Amazon. It is well worth it. 850 thrusts per minute. It just like, it. the, the end of it goes, and it really feels good. And you can plug it up with your heel or you can use your underwear to kind of hold it in place. Like pull your underwear down just to your mid thigh or like a little bit further and it will hold it in place like a... um. You know, like, eight hundred fifty per minute. That's that. I mean, imagine how we only type two hundred words per minute. I know. I mean, that's so many thrusts. That's it's really good. And then, um, and then last night though, I used the womanizer. How hard does it thrust though? Um, not too like like I would say like with like a half a, inch, a okay. half inch of like, but it's it doesn't feel like a man. It just feels like something else is going on that you're not controlling, which is part of why masturbation doesn't work for me as well, is because it always feels like I'm doing it myself. Will you open your phone? Um, so yeah, that's what you found in my room. I feel like Terminator will start with a vibrator and then it'll just add a gun. You know what I mean? Like, like there's been so much like technology improvement because of vibrators. Yeah. To the point of like, it's like Boston Dynamics or whatever. Mm. Like that's Cal Exotics. Like I know. all you have to do is add an arm on there and a gun and you got yourself a, a real this man. Is, this is everyone's man's fear. There are sex robots though that women have to compete with. <laughs> like literal dolls that are like, I Someone love married you one. and I'm never going to complain. <laughs> and they just like have a mouth that's comp- always in a blowjob like opening. <laughs> so, I mean, the technology bottom line is the that is not something that I would recommend a couple do because it does a lot of what a, a dick can do. But um, another one that I would recommend to women that I, I opened last night that was in a box that I got sent from Balesa was the womanizer that is the one Andrew took a picture of and it has the suction on it it's like the, it's like a rabbit so it goes inside you but then it also on the top instead of the rabbit that's like a vibrator thing it has the, a suction hole and it does the suction and the vibrations the the attachment that goes inside you is not big enough for me and it's not enough to like have a but it still was better than any other toy I have right now that has an operating charging cord. But the problem is like that's why I love Emily Morris's pod because the other day I was looking at her uh, Instagram sex with Emily and it said remember to charge your vibrators and I literally was like oh shit I forgot because there's nothing worse than you want a sesh and you have nothing to use so unless the one that's charged in the wall which is the magic wand which I always have the not the battery powered one but the charge in the wall okay Andrew answer to the pictures they I should took. have one of the you didn't Andrew, take it with my phone where's your phone I took it with your phone oh I did, no, did oh okay Why that's right I, I don't know I was holding your phone but it was you showing <laughs> it's me behind. the picture <laughs> yes got it got it, got it. I just thought because separate rooms I was why just, is there never like a giant like huge my question to you dildo. is why oh. I took a picture of the four corners of your room okay. and I know that's not fair but sounds I like just, a Jewish uh, prayer yes I wonder <laughs> it sounds like a book that you had on your nightstand yeah the four you, corners like that, of the meditations room. yeah how to grow into a Jewish man um one is uh this was the first one I took it is a crumpled white sheet in the corner in your um you know yeah, your fine. your corner that is I would say the, the one that you're like trying to forget what happened in that this is the corner you put things in that you're like something bad happened what happened to that sheet uh, well if you look closely there's two cut holes in them so no no uh, I, I don't know I uh, I threw it in over there and then the bike came seems a little the bit bike came later B- Blair Witch okay there's a bike wheel in front of it because he propped his bike but the the, the, the the sheet is crumpled in the corner like scared almost like ritualistically hidden in the side in the corner then the other corner <laughs> is a red pillow um, many sheets many uh, a, comf- uh, a blanket a pull up bar 
towels yeah. and it's stacked together in the corner. What's the corner thing going on? And then the other, let's go to the other corner. Well, I mean, you know, people, okay. Honestly, by the way, a room has four corners. Are you, you, are you asking or are you Hold on, I'm not done. Oh, okay. So then the corner that has your door attached to it, there's a, is another pile of laundry. Uh, that's a pile. laundry on top of a laundry bag. And then in the final corner is the funniest <laughs> corner. And this is the one I think we have to show in the story is a, Noah, will you describe this? It's a shoe rack. It looks like uh, shoes from like a hostage room or something like that. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like, like a pile of shoes. Many shoes. But what is in the corner there? Oh, what is that? Oh, God. It's a it's a stripped lamp. It's just a it's light a bulb. It's a stripped lamp with just a lamp, a, a light bulb. It's not an Edison lamp, by the way, where it's like you put on a fun bulb. It's just a lamp that has a single bulb, no shade, and it's not plugged in. It's in the corner. It I'm looks so lonely. I'm feeling a lot lonely. of shade, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, this is all. I know where the shade went. It ended up in here. Um, you you took a picture of uh, you know, there's my cum. So this is nothing. But for honest, is, honestly, I'm when, more vulnerable than when this. When your if you girl saw comes cum, over, yeah. when your girl comes over, do you do you care if she sees all of this? I would just want to know. Here's like, because the thing. there's nothing to really be ashamed of about any of this. It's just no. Like the piles laundry of will be done by the end of this year, mm-hmm. and then uh, the other stuff. I I don't know. I like a corner. You don't. You know. You throw it in the corner. You forget about it. I didn't even think about it. I don't see these things because of my ADD. But I got a question. So, you got yeah. a big old room in there that we put a bunch of junk in. It's like a storage room that's past. It's like a closet in a closet. Yeah. Why not throw all that stuff in there? Because that, that 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 baby's getting real full in there. And it might never get addressed because you might put it in there and forget. So at least I these mean that's things- always been my move: is put it in the closet, close the door, forget about it. That's what we do with the trauma in our lives. Yeah. That's why we're scared of doing mushrooms because apparently that's the metaphor everyone gets is that. When you do mushrooms, the the rooms where like oh I was molested in that room or I was the 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 rooms of trash that you're not ready to look at and put away. Apparently, you open the door. That's how someone described it. You open the door to that room, and you see the mess, and you go, "Okay, all right, I see it. This is a lot. I'm gonna have to deal with someday, <laughs> and that's okay. It's not today." And then you shut it, and then you're good. Like it doesn't, it, it's not this like subconscious, like I got to get to that room and clean that basement room. It's just like, it's there. I put it there for a reason. I'm not ready to deal with it. And that's okay. I feel that way about that room. Yeah. I, don't, I do too. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to come across. So I have a confession to make, I guess. Put it I know here. you were really nervous and I, I didn't see anything in your room so to be nervous I was about mid, other than, you I was, know, I, I was, extreme ADD and. You were out of town. Apathy. And I was having, you I was having sex, and the toy wasn't quite working, so I came and got a, another toy from your your that's your okay. box of What'd toys. What'd you get? Uh, the one that sucks on the clit there. Okay, how was it? it she came, so I owe you. A lot. You can do that though. Uh, you should have grabbed a vibrator. You know, like you can do the thing that the suction thing can do. I grabbed one of those too. Would are you being serious? Yeah. Why can't you just be honest? I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else to say? No. It's okay. No, I can that's handle it. it. That's it. That's it. Okay. I grab one Does thing that, that goes in her and one thing that's... What what thing that goes in her? Because I might want you to replace it, but I just... I'll have you write the company and ask for a free one, but I'm serious. What Which one that goes in her? I'll show you. I'll bring it in oh. the next segment. I don't think you like it. Okay. I, if I if it wasn't opened already, I probably was like okay with parting ways with it. Okay, I'm glad you did that. I think that I was know. the right thing to do in the moment. I just got so excited and I wanted her to come and you could I knew have texted that you, me. I know. I know you're scared I would say no. That's the thing. I don't think you would have said no. Why not text me? 
Because I was naked weird, with and you're a horny. boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't text me. With Never mind. Just what steal just whatever say? you want. <laughs> we got to get to the news. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Uh, I forgive you. Thanks for being honest with me. <sighs> Truly, I. you okay. will not have any repercussions from that when we get off air. I'm serious. I don't care. And I was even thinking about it. How I was so stingy with those toys for you and like didn't want you to have any of them. And I was like, why? Because it's the same thing as when my dad wouldn't give me weed that he got from his like friend because he was like, this is the best weed. And I'm like, but you don't smoke it. You're, there's no way you're going to get through all those. Why do you need to hoard it? And I realized me doing that to you was just a control thing. And, um, and I actually resolved to let you have whatever you want out of that box and be like, I don't know why I said that you couldn't. That was so weird. Uh-huh. So I, I had already made it up in my mind and I hadn't told you that because it was too vulnerable. Also, there's like there's like 30 in there. Like it's not no, like... No, it was a control thing no, for me. But I I'm, I'm not just to you, to the listener. I want oh, them yeah. to know like I didn't take two out of no, five. No, we have a giant <laughs> box of toys that Balesa sent me. B Boutique, uh, it's... it's uh, Balesa is the porn site and I, I don't do any promo with them. They didn't ask for this, but uh, they are one of my favorite sites and I play, pay for Balesa Plus, which uh, you name your own price and it's like really good porn for women... And, and men. It has really hot stuff. Um, and then they have a, uh, a sex toy store that they sent me a bunch of shit. Yeah, and they're very fucking nice. great. And that's where you can get your um, Cal-, Cal Exotics Shameless. I would I recommend that versus Amazon. And you know why. Uh, slave labor. Okay, let's get to the news. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, boy. It's the last day of the week, and we know what that means. It's going to be a good day because the weekend's coming up. You're... Mm-hmm. Your spray tan's on, your hair's wet, your extensions are going, going, your eyelashes are on, and your bikini is tight. Mm. So you're going to have a great time in all the swells, hopefully, yeah. this weekend out on the Lake Combos. Uh, were you thinking of Lake Cuomo? Yeah, but I wanted to say combo, and then I yeah. put them together. Or combos. Yeah. Okay, right, whatever. First story. I ta- we didn't get it, but that's fine. But some one person probably did. Yeah, yeah. Someone that loves combos on <laughs> Lake Como. Oh, my God. I forgot. What happened? Okay, remember yesterday? I don't know why I'm whispering because I thought maybe. It, but I'll like, follow you. What's up? Okay, so remember yesterday when I shared that thing of our friend Claire Parker? Yeah. Saying uh, the thing about the thing. Yeah. The the part that I loved the most because I, the part the reason why I wanted to show it to you guys so much and I just want to revisit it for two seconds. I know Can I'm being so ADD right now. No? Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, I want to keep whispering. Okay, the thing that I showed you of Claire talking about how John Mulaney and Olivia Munn might be pregnant, right? Oh yeah. Okay, at the very end of it, they both are. I didn't, I didn't play the end, but look at, listen to the end. So it's her talking the whole time. We're not in John Mulaney's circle, but somebody. Okay, we know, we know, Claire, we know. But listen to this at the end. Be not true, but maybe it is true. Anyway, if it is true, you heard it here first. Oh, Claire, Claire Parker. I love Claire Parker, by the way. Um, I know that that was an obnoxious clip and probably you're like, I don't want to follow that girl. She is so freaking funny and used to be on my radio show all the time. And um, Claire Parker, she's like, she's any chick who loves celebrity gossip or just likes girls talking about being a girl, Claire Parker, look into her. Okay. What's the news? The first story. Apparently, no, (laughs) an Italian artist sells his invisible sculpture for $18,000. Salvatore... Salvatore. Salvatore. It sounds like the name of your 
sex toy shop. Gar- <laughs> Guru described his piece as a vacuum. The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy. And even if we empty it and there's nothing left, according to Heisenberg, uncertainty principle that nothing has a weight. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed in the particles that is into us. Okay. Um, Talk about a guy that beat the... I mean, this is the best thing since the pet rock. I mean, uh, how much did this sell for? $18,000. For nothing. For the concept of nothing. And you know, whoever bought that definitely had $18,000 lying around in a corner in their room and just didn't care. They were just like, this is going to be hilarious that I bought nothing for eighteen. He should have gave him an empty bag and said, hey, there's eighteen grand in there. Just imagine it. <laughs> That's really funny. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's just- you know, money is really like not actually money. Like uh, when I first, <laughs> I think it was like two years ago that I realized that money is just numbers. Like it literally is just a number you look at. There's not like a, a room at a bank that has every one of your dollar bills. Yeah. And like has your name on the, the door in front. And it's like, this is their money. It's like, it literally is a, a typed in number. It's funny you talk about that because. I haven't told the story about getting locked in the cash vault oh, with yeah. the with the ghost, but um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? I don't even know if we can. We'd get have into to, it. yeah, maybe towards the end. Did you tell it on puddles? Can we direct people no, to puddles? Oh, I haven't okay. told it yet, but yeah. it's essentially. But I was just thinking about this family, the Lemp family in St. Louis, all killed themselves. Four generations killed themselves. There was a bigger brewery than the Budweiser brewery. They had a cash fall, and I was thinking about how, like, when you lost money, all your money, the room <laughs> just kept getting more. Like, you saw the physical version of your cash. Like, if you lose your money nowadays, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You don't see it. Slow. I know. Like, MC the Hammer still is living in a mansion and can have no money. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm saying, like, yeah. So, like, take this room, right? Mm-hmm. All your cash. You had a cash room at one point, and it was to the ceiling. Yeah, a vault, a cash vault. Okay. So yeah. every day you're not making any more money, but you're taking money out of the vault and you're not putting any money in. Mm-hmm. You're literally seeing your wealth get depleted physically, right. which would hurt way well, you more. you see it when you open your bank account. That's why I don't look at my money. <laughs> like I would probably in the olden days have gone, wandered into my vault and like closed my eyes or blurred my eyes to be ignorant to it because I'm so scared of looking at money. But why don't you look at it the same way as I should look at my closet? It's no, it, uh, um, I do. I put yeah. it in the back and then I don't, and I get it out when I need to. And then I'll, I hopefully the troll who lives in my closet, AKA my, um, business manager will alert me if the money is, you always hear these stories though of, of celebrities, talking about your laundry. of celebrities, <laughs> of celebrities like, uh, their business manager took 50 million yeah. from them because they never checked. I know. Um, I've made <laughs> this very abundantly tomorrow? clear to Russell Altman that I've said it on many podcasts. I could be, you could steal from me, Russell Altman. You couldn't steal from Russell. You couldn't steal my money from Russell Altman because he's the one looking at it and he's very vigilant about what spending goes on and he alerts me to any weird purchases, even if it's blackdraw.com in the middle of the night. <laughs> When you're in the Cayman Islands and he suspects it's probably some a weird activity, but it's really just you being lonely. Um, <laughs> and, and did I want to get on Tushy.com too? Why not? Let's throw it in. If I'm paying $39.99 a month for Black Draw, it's $15 more to get Tushy 
and blacked and all these other things actually i didn't buy the the package um and i regret it because blacked raw does not have as many things as videos as you'd want there's probably like one a month that gets added and uh and the fact the chances that it's going to be a gangbang that really like hits the nerve for you are slim to none but i have told these guys like i could be i could be stolen from easily i um it happens all the time but the thing is i trust him and i trust he's just he's almost like my dad he'll call me after like my accomplishments he like I genuinely feel like a love from him that uh, is not based upon me uh, paying for his yeah, services. I feel and so I, I really just trust and I he just got to trust my trust, you know? He helped me. It was awesome. But so, um, yeah. yeah, please don't steal from me and Russell will catch you if you do. But Russell, you can steal from me and you know I'll never see it. Yeah, and if you do steal from her, we'll lock you in a cash vault with a ghost, <laughs> you fucking bitch. But it won't be a real ghost. It'll be like a vacuum like that you sell for $18,000. Okay, so next story. He looks like Sam Harris. I think that's why I, I trust him so much, too. He looks and sounds like Sam Harris. Russell, that's, has anyone ever told you that? Russell listens to everything I do, too. I feel like that would be the perfect accountant. Like I know. That's what my accountant... Your accountant shouldn't look like Tommy Lee. No. He should look like a fucking nerd who will get put in... Uh, get a, Tommy you Lee give him a is wedgie. so hot. I was watching him and Pam Anderson <laughs> make out at a party in 1991 last night that was on reddit yeah, but you're so in the machine gun kelly who played tommy lee at that point so essentially you you're get, fucking if you get me into that movie i might not leave i'll get, watch it you'll again you'll have some pictures to take in my room the next day it's oh there'll be, be some dirt in there yeah the, the side of the bed will uh <laughs> there will be a full uh jizz figurine of a skinny white rocker um <laughs> we'll story. play machine gun kelly on netflix in 20 it'll years. be a machine gun made out of <laughs> Okay, let's just <laughs> next story. This is this is falling off the rails. We used to have a show. R.I.P. to our show. <laughs> oh, this is a great next story. All right, a twenty-one-year-old student designed a double-decker plane seats that are set to revolutionize the way we look at these seats. Whoa, dude, that's so smart. Is okay, it so what we're looking at? Let me just tell you, folks. Uh, plane seats that are on the floor, like the ones you know, and then. In between them, there's two steps that you would go up to, and it's it, you're able to fit a person over you. So the, their back would be rec reclined, but when you stood up to get in your seat, you'd maybe have to bend forward. A, you'd have to bend back a little bit to get in your seat, but not more than climbing over people that you usually do. This is beautiful. I love it. I think this is definitely something that I would be on board with. I love flying Southwest because everyone's the same, but this seems like it would take it to a... Um, like you would just get more people on the plane and it would be easier. Do you know that there's an easier way to board a plane, but they don't do it because it would make us, uh, it wouldn't be able to make them more money in terms of making groups feel special. So airlines make money by being, being like, Oh, your status. And there's a, uh, there's a web a YouTube video that I love that explains how airline seating could be so much more efficient and faster. Like, so much how would they do it? it it just describes mathematically like you would load in the back of the plane like it just takes you through how it would be cut down the time by a lot right which time is money to airplane people to, to the airports and and airline industry however they must have run the numbers and realized that that time that they would make up for with fitting in more flights would still not be more financially benefit beneficial than making up fake 
caste systems within the plane that get people to spend more <laughs> to get uh, privileged to you go know where on the first. Slows down. We got to stop letting these disabled people on first. I mean, that's where the slowdown is happening. Yes, I um, am all for <laughs> letting the disabled people on no. first and last. Uh, I, I, first I, off. <laughs> Whatever they want to go, essentially. Well, it's always veterans and disabled people first. Or disabled, disabled veterans. Or disabled veterans. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay with that. My what I'm not okay with is, is Southwest saying that it's for, like so it's a socialist flight. You know, everyone's the same. Um, however, I, I like that. As a celebrity, people always go, you're flying Southwest? Are you poor? I'm like, it's not fucking spirit. It's Southwest. They treat you well. Two bags fly free. My problem with Southwest, though, is even they're getting into the business of you want to pay some extra? You'll get in the A1 through 10. And it's like, no, Southwest, that's not what it was about. And then if you're a frequent Southwest buyer, which I am, and you try to sign on for your flight, and 24 hours, the flight goes live so you can check in, and then you get your seat assignment, right? We all know that. You can be the second, per- like you can do it at 10 o'clock on the dot and go and put in your confirmation number and check in, and you will get C12. It's like, that's like when they say Taylor Swift concerts sell out, she sells out eight staple centers in two minutes. I go, How? There was already systems in place for computers to get in line. There's something fishy going on. Mm. It is actually not fair. Last couple times though, when I flew Southwest with you, we got like A1 and A3. Because we were we we were flown out by companies that booked us on the A-list preferred. Oh. And spent the extra money. So that's why. Next story. So maybe that's where all this I love seats. this seating though, and I really hope it takes I off. I just feel like if someone farts, it's right in your face. I told my dad about it. You know it. what I mean? Look at that. If you farted, it's right in the face. I get that, but that's it, no, it's not. I mean, I, I it is, but there's not like a vent that's coming from the back of your seat directly into the person's face. I will say though, real quick, <laughs> my dad on the way back from Greece said the worst part was, and the way there was that he had to fart so bad and it hurts so bad to hold it in because my dad is someone who passes gas a lot. He's like an older man, and he and I'm someone that does too, so I understand his body. I said, Dad. First of all, the, the sound is not something to worry about on a plane because you have the white noise of the airplane. Everyone has, has headphones on for the most part. The smell is the issue, right? What you do, and if you don't know this, my dad had not known this in his 66 years of living. I go, Dad, you take the blanket or whatever, like your sweatshirt, your jean jacket, and you ball it up and you sit on it so that it creates a muffler, like a big muffler. And not only does that muffle the sound, which we're not even worried about to begin with, it soaks up the smell enough that it won't get out crazy. It will dissipate a lot. The The particles will get out even slower and you can fart safely without. <laughs> and because that's and really you painful. you spread your cheek, right? That's what no, you no, do. No, 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 no. I, oh. I, I mean, spread your cheek, but then stuff that sweatshirt up in it. No one's paying attention to you and really fart into a... Um, a balled up towel or, or blanket and it will soak up the, the smell and it's won't like bother your freshman year when you would smoke weed in the dorm and you would blow it into the Gatorade with the dryer sheets. That's what it reminds me It's exactly me of. it. But don't, aren't you bringing more attention to yourself? Next no, thing you know, you're elevated. On a plane, elevated. no one's paying attention. I, I swear. I, I just straight up fart on planes. I don't mm. even think about it. Like the smell is going to come. Nice. The smell is not going to come back to you. Uh, Nope. That's but that's really rude to do to people when someone farts and they go well you couldn't hear it and you can't trace it to me it's like that's still just gross to put that poop smell from someone's butthole in the air in the confined space I think it's rude but isn't your jacket gonna smell like farts eventually maybe but that's your jacket <laughs> and or you could use the plain and why doesn't he just go to the bathroom because it was, it was because it's the what you know he has to fart constantly like oh. I, I, I do too sometimes like I'm a I'm a uh, farter burper like I just I'm constantly yeah. gaseous. Someone wrote to me and said that I've been like 
burping on the mic and I'm horrified by it and I just want to call out that like I am aware of it please do not write in if you hear it it's really (laughs) embarrassing for me I obviously try not to do that I will be very diligent about not making weird sounds with my throat and mouth but just don't tell me about it. I know, and it's too embarrassing when you write in that I'm doing it. Yeah, because then you're going to overthink but it. Every other thing you can write in about that annoys you about me, and I'll maybe tell you to stop doing it, but the the mouth sounds or like my throat or any kind of things, I really am trying not to do that, and so just know that I, I can't help it if I'm doing it, and I'm trying my best. Next story. Uh, celebrity um, Chris Harrison will not host Bachelor in uh, Paradise. Yes. Instead, celebrity guests will. Yes. And your friend David Spade is one of those people. I know. I've known about this for a bit now because uh, David Spade is one of my best friends. And yes, I am bragging about that because it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me because um, he's the funniest person in the world and is the same person. I watched stuff from him in the 90s when I first was like, I want to be friends with that person. He's still that person. We were just talking about this morning. He has the energy and the like kind of... Uh, attitude and yeah uh, he's just a, a youngster he's still uh very he's still very fun and just silly and uh definitely not someone who big times anyone yeah and he just feels like he really knows who he is more than almost oh, I wouldn't anyone say that really <laughs> i don't know i thought he comes off like he kind of no he, like he no he, he knows who he is i mean he's a Maybe comedically he knows who he is, and that's oh, what that's I'm thinking of more. Well, the other night I was hanging out with him. First of all, he is doing Bachelor in Paradise, which if you don't know, I am also, I'm doing a show that's coming out this summer that I can't talk about. And people have been speculating, now that they've announced these guests, celebrity uh, hosts, that I was doing Bachelor in Paradise. That's what a lot of people, while I was down there, thought I was doing. It is not what I was doing. It's very It's similar to what I was doing. I would be down there co-host. I would, because I even told uh, Dave last night. I was like, oh, God, I wish I could be down there with you when you're doing this because it'd be so fun to like hang on. He's like, you should try to do it, and I was like, I can't, I can't, uh, or else it would be um, because I love you know dating reality shows. Dave's gonna be amazing at it. He's gonna be so fucking funny, and um, and what I wanted to say about wait, what did you just say about that him? Chris Harrison's done. No, you said something uh, about that. He's confident in his comedy of who oh. of his voice. I realized the other night that no one is no (laughs) we went out to dinner he drove me to my set and I went on stage and I had a fucking great set so much fun I'm not even nervous about him watching me anymore because in the beginning I used to be of like my comedy idols I got off stage and and he had written me all these notes like jokes he liked and tags and stuff and we were driving to the next set and I go I gotta tell you I sounded like you up there. I go, I couldn't help myself. I was doing so many you-isms because I hung out with him for dinner. Yeah. And he is my favorite comics, my favorite stand-up. Um, one of, you know, top five for sure. Maybe tied for first with other people. But I go, I sounded so much like How you. How so though? Like what would be an okay, example? Okay, so let me give you, this is just cadence. Um, uh, doing a joke, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da, da like it's like just little the if you listen to me you will realize and you listen to david spade i hope you see overlap because i'm trying to do what he's doing because he's the funniest one more thing he told me after i said that i go dave i just want to let you know that if you saw you and me up there i'm aware of it and i can't hang out with you because i'm going to start sounding like you i don't hate it for me because i killed i go when i kill now i realize it's because i'm doing you and I don't even mean to do it. It's just like it was it's 
I am such a mimic. I'm someone who's so insecure when I was little that I wanted to be everyone else. So I would mimic other people so that people would like me as much as they like those people. Even though the reason people like Katie Miller isn't because she talks like this. If I just start talking like that, people aren't going to like me as much as Katie Miller. Uh, it's just like, you know, like I would choose the I, wrong thing. I did thing. the same thing. I would, t- if I was talking to someone from New York, I would talk more. I still do it with my hands more yeah. and I'm more New Yorky. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm talking to my bros from the South, I'll just say, man, yeah, I love a fire and a little golf on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, I see you do it. You get I a little twangy when we go South. Yeah, I do it all the time. And you, as a kid, I had, I went through every fate skater, uh, you know, um, guy that checked his pubes in the sun. I don't know. He told me, yeah. um. He told me, though, he goes, oh, that's funny. He goes, I didn't notice. And I go, I think you probably did. He goes, uh, one of his famous buddies wrote him or, or call, he goes, one of, you know, he said the name. I don't want to say who called me early on and said, you know, who is doing you on stage? And he said another name of a comic. And I go, that's so funny because people accuse me of sounding like that comic. Oh, I got to know. And the fact of the, the reason I sound like that comic is not because I want to be that comic. It's because they sound like you. I want to be you. Oh, my God. And it God. was just such a... I was like, oh, my God. It's you. It was you all along, David. I never know whether to call him David, Dave, or Spade. Call him um, Joe Dirt. He did the funniest thing the other day where I said something inappropriate. I was asking him if he knows, knows where sex clubs are in Hollywood. And I just was out with it. Like I was like, Dave. I go, David, tell me, do, where's... Where's some Hollywood sex clubs? I want to like hear about them. And he goes, Nikki Louise. <laughs> Just to make my middle name Louise was so funny. It made me feel like it is Fuck. Louise. That's how I want it to be. Yeah. That's my uh my my niece's middle name. Renee. So when good, she asks though. me about sex clubs, I'll be able to say Poppy Louise. Um, all right, let's sports get to the story. sports moment. Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Uh I love that I really we cut it again that. until you sound even more thrilled. Okay, four-time Grand Slam champion Naomi Osaka mm-hmm. withdrew from the French Open on Monday and wrote on Twitter that she would be taking a break from competition uh, these days after she had uh, experienced huge waves of anxiety before speaking to the media and revealed she has suffered long bouts with depression. All right. Uh, I heard about this. Um, I like it. I like her tenacity in the face of, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this part of the sport and I don't want to do it. And if you make me do it, then I just I've already proven myself. I don't need to do it anymore. Is that essentially it? She just doesn't want to answer to what, everything she did wrong on the court after yeah. she just won. Well, journalists took extreme offense to it. You want you to questions answered, you person that isn't as good at sports as you wish you were. And so you got into journalism. Because you're good at that, which is commendable as well. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like, what? Why do we need to make this no, girl I agree. Uh, have anxiety? Well, also, like, so she was getting fined, and it was becoming like a bigger story than she even wanted to, which obviously is just going to add to her anxiety. Of like, now she's like the people hate millennials and and, and well, people, Gen X Zers and their anxiety. These these people that these older people that are going, oh, anxiety, depression, ooh, that's all they have. It's like, yeah, you would too if you were raised with a phone in your face. I mean, she was only fined fifteen grand, but my the thing people get mad, they go, well, that's part of the sport. You got to answer some questions. You ain't tough enough. And it's like, that's two different things. Yeah. But people don't want to hear that. They're like, well, maybe if you can't answer the questions, you're not tough enough for tennis. And it's like, and you make all that money. People don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's part, I get it. It's part of the financial responsibility. The responsibility you have being paid, what you do is to provide 
content around the fact around what you're doing like uh you provide sound bites and and provide you know espn clips of a press conference you need to give them more it's part of it i get it but does it have to be does it take someone standing up and going no to maybe change that model yeah and so good for her and what um what do you feel about it as as a person who knows sports um i think that uh she's a little bitch and she needs no can you imagine (laughs) if that was my take no i think like i i think i i it's hard it's way harder to go hey i'm rich and i still have issues too knowing that she's gonna get the backlash you know what I mean? Is it about like, her being rich? People are just like, why are you complaining you're yeah, rich? You're rich. You're, well, you said the other day with Russell Westbrook, like you play, you get paid to play with a ball. Mm. But I think that that, you know, the, the amount, I just, I hate that analogy when people say that about these athletes because the amount of work it takes to become a professional and how many people they compete against and then the uh, l- amount of less work you can do as, as working as like a financial analyst and even make half that. And then you go, well, you're just playing a sport. I know you only see me. them play with an hour in front of you and it's, a, uh, you just don't know the work that comes behind it because if you read Agassi, his book, Andre Agassi's book, I think it's called Agassi. Isn't it Agassi? Andre Agassi? Or do you Andre say Agassi? Agassi? I say Agassi. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know who's right here. I felt right, but I would totally admit to being wrong. But it, when I read, it jumped out at me, so I think. When I read Agassi, <laughs> uh, and I have no interest in tennis, don't know how to score, don't know how to follow it, don't really care. Um, I learned, and also uh, reading this other book called um, The Talent Code which is about how people aren't really naturally born talented. Like, yeah, you can be, have a different musculature structure that makes you predisposed or, you know, you vocal cords that are healthier than someone else's. But truly what makes people talented is working. And um, Beyonce is an example they use in that book that it was like, yeah, of course she's beautiful and has a predisposition for singing and, and dancing. But if you look at the hours that girl put in, no one can touch it much like no one can touch Beyonce in talent. And really what the truth behind talent is not, you know, a child sitting down at a piano and playing Mozart and just knowing it. And you go, how did he know it? Or Beyonce just knowing how to sing like that. It's practice. And that's what I always say about comedy. It's like when people go, you're so good. I go, or they ever compliment me. It's ours. That's why I do a daily podcast. I want to stay it's the amount, it's the it's the hours you put in. Guitar, I'm gonna be as good as Taylor Swift. If she if Taylor Swift somehow stopped playing guitar today, in let's say she started when she was like eleven playing guitar, she's now thirty-one. If you give me twenty years and practice as much as her, I won't, probably won't sound as good as her because my voice is a little bit aged, but I could be as good of a guitar player as her. Yeah. I could be as good if I do the same hours. I can pretty much be in that realm of anyone. Anyone listening right now, you could be a stand-up comedian right now. If I, I've been doing it for s- 17 years. If you started now and did open mics every single night and became obsessed with comedy, yeah. you too could be hilarious and carry a show. The uh, hardest part though, to those kind of things is certain sports. All you, For basketball, all you need is a hoop and a ball. You know, yeah. like for stand-up, you need a crowd. Like you can't just, pr- it's certain things are easier That's to practice than others. That's what I'm saying. You, you just got to go yeah. out. And I always feel guilty but- that my practice <laughs> was going out to clubs and like not sitting at home. When I think about Taylor Swift, which I compare myself to her a lot now that I'm trying to be a singer-songwriter, 
and that's a true statement. I think about all the hours she spent alone practicing her guitar and how much work goes into that. And I go, God, I didn't do the same for stand up. And I go, yes, you did. You waited at open mics. Yeah, you, you did. You signed up. You waited for them to pick the, pick the names. Dude, you did you so many to, shitty shows. But to me, that's a hanging out. And it's not like sitting down and, and thinking about lyrics. But all of that waiting around, talking to comics about comedy, about tags, that's all the same kind of work. So yeah, I am the Taylor Swift of comedy. Let's get to the first. Also, oh, sorry. But like people like Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. and like people like LeBron. I and, was being facetious when I said that, but I do really want people to compare yeah, yeah, the Taylor Swift yeah, for sure of comedy. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. Okay, okay. yeah, Thanks. you're better than her. Thank actually, you. fashion egg, eggs. Oh wait, there's no fashion egg there. We could talk about this stuff for all day, but we do got to get to listener mail because we've got some good ones today. So grateful for our <laughs> listeners. You guys are the fucking best. I talked about you yesterday on a, a Yahoo interview I did about mental health, about my listeners, and how much this podcast has made me feel like closer to my fans than I ever imagined I could be. And so I'm just really grateful whether you're listening for the first time today and you're like, easy, Nikki. I just like accidentally turned this yeah, on. Yeah. Like, I don't Halfway love you through. that much. Yeah. Or you're someone who listens every day. Uh, thank you. Let's listen to Megan's voice message. Hey, hey, Nikki and Andrew. This is Megan calling from upstate New York. I had to pause the pod and send you a quick voicemail. I think the Machine Gun Kelly song that you're referring to with more like Mandy is because she yes. wrote a song yes. called called Candy. Candy. Yes, Check girl. Yes. Just wanted to connect those dots for you guys. Hope go- everything's going well. Thanks, girl. All the swells. Bye. All the swells. Bye. All right, Megan. You and several other uh, besties r- wrote to me and said, Nikki, Mandy, I was right about Mandy Moore. I got there on my own without putting it together that, yes, of course I know that Mandy Moore had a hit song, her first hit single called, I'm missing you like candy. Missing you like candy. Sweet, sweet loving God. There's a part of it where she goes like, it's like a little bit of a... Jessica Simpson. It was so good. And the fact that I did not know put that together is embarrassing and i am grateful for all my besties for not being like duh and being very kind about it like hey you might consider that it was very sweet how they all said it but yes uh you are right and i and it's funny because andrew you go that's the joke that's it and i go yeah that's it that's why it's brilliant but it wasn't it i was wrong but yeah i never would have went there all right let's get to uh this is from steffi steffi graf maybe Agassi. hi nikki andrew and noah my name's Steffi, and I was a huge fan of the You Up podcast. So yes. when the Nikki Glazer podcast started up, I was fucking stoked. I just Aww. wanted to share that K is like my favorite thing ever. It's like my new joy <laughs> in life to share K with all my friends and like yes. go K at myself whenever I get yes. a Facebook memory of an old status update. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like that's like every single They're one of them K. is K. But the thing I really wanted to call and share is that now, hmm. whenever I hear a song that has the word cool in it, <laughs> my brain changes it to K and it gives me the best laugh. For example, Aww. this song with G-Eazy. I hear she said that I'm K. I said, Dude. yeah, that's true. 
Oh my god! You think you're cuter than me? Oh, the Mike Posner would be Steffi perfect. Steffi is so cute. Um, I, first of all, I love the name Steffi. I think that that is going to go on my list of names for daughters that I'll never have. It's a yeah. great name, um, Steffi. That is such a. F- I love the idea that this thing that I came up with in high school with my friends is like really people are using it and actually not trying to use it. They're just like naturally. That's the way to not be cut. It's got to be natural and organic. That's what we strive for here. And it's really fun when there are songs. People are hearing the word cut a lot of times. Like there is. They're seeing it. Yeah. I mean, the one, the Ali Lohan song that someone sent me that is in my phone now. I mean, I can't not play it because I put it on our story. And if in case you missed it, you can go to Nikki Glazer pod on our Instagram to send us DMs and we'll maybe read their, those on Listener Mar- Mail or you can follow the link in our bio to leave us a voice memo. And for all of you scared to leave a voice memo, I've I've sensed that some people are like, I'm so nervous, I might sound dumb. Girl, boy, I sound dumb all the time on here. We will never make fun of you, never, ever. So you have nothing to worry about in that way. But here is Allie Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's sister, on it. No, I just I feel like I want to promise them I won't make fun of them to give them all (laughs) the swells. Okay, so this one was uh, Silent Night. Which we all know the lyrics to Silent Night uh, is all is calm, all is bright, right? Okay, let's see what, let's see what, oh, sorry, this is Dina Lohan. Oh, yeah, this is actually, yeah, her mom. Okay, what the hell? Is she trying to say cool, like she's changing the lyrics, or is that her attempt at calm? I, I don't know. I think I hear an M at the end. I mean, it, it, it's, it's... I do think it's wild, too. I mean, guys, what? Wait, that's her mom, not her sister? That well, voice it says, sounds... It says by Dina Lohan, but the, the album is Allie Lohan, so I think this is Allie. This okay. is her sister, and yeah. it's called Silent Night, and you guys... Make sure we are going to really rock that song around Christmas time. Also, but all it is care. Who's listening to that song in June? I mean, I know. I mean, no, the girl who sent it to me, I go, babe, why did she what listen? is yeah. happening that you listen to this? And she gave me the whole, like, what happened. How it, it got there. And it made sense. And it really, I related to it of going down these wormholes where you're like, how did I end up on Allie Lohan's <laughs> Christmas album in, yes. in fucking May of 2021? And and you know what? Sometimes that's that's that should be like a thing we say. Like you know, listen, it's fucking Ali Lohan's Christmas album. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> that should be a way of saying that. Um, okay, Hi, let's Allie get to the Lohan, next uh, sure. user uh, or listener mail. This one is another voice memo, which are I got to be honest, my favorite. This is from Emily. Hi, hello, hello, Nikki, Andrew, what's up? Love you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is mostly for Nikki. Nikki, oh my god, looking so stunning. <laughs> shining like a fucking mirror ball you are the moment everyone's obsessed with you it's just it is what it is that's why i should put you up on stage everyone's feeling you especially <laughs> machine gun kelly uh laughing just a bit too hard to be sitting next to megan fox anywho thank you guys so much for everything you do it thank just you. made I'm my so vagina excited. twitch that was too much okay bye uh, Emily, thank you for saying what everyone is saying, which is the video I posted of me um, kind of uh, stealing the microphone from Usher after he asked me to dance. I proceeded to make some jokes. I haven't even watched the video because I, I didn't want to even look at what I said. Apparently, you can't really hear it. But if you do look in the background, I posted on my Instagram 
my own personal one. Uh, you can see Machine Gun Kelly laughing so hard, which uh, was just so generous of him because he knows that everyone's watching him. And as someone, and oftentimes when I'm in a crowd where, you know, I see people know who I am and trust my sense of humor and what I think is cool. I will give people, I will give extra to set a tone for the room. So that's what he did for me. And I even thanked him afterwards and said, legit, everyone laughed because you were laughing. Thank you so much. So it was really nice of him. And, um, and thank you for saying I'm stunning and all those things. People, I keep getting messages of like, you know, from other comics being like, you're blowing up right now. You're so busy. And the truth is I've never been less, I'm busy but in the best way of like, I'm only saying yes to things that are so fun. I'm doing this podcast that I look forward to every day. I rarely have dread in my yeah. life anymore. And it, that was not the case before COVID. And I'm very, very grateful that uh, life has afforded me this life and that it's, I'm very lucky. And um, I love that you said I looked like a mirror ball because I posted a picture of myself in my green outfit from the iHeart Awards and which I felt ridiculous in because it felt too dressy and felt like I was trying to be something I wasn't. And I wrote, I'm a mirror ball because I knew that, and I wrote it all, all lowercase because I knew Swifties know that all lowercase is the way. Fashion egg, yeah. It's a fashion egg for um, Taylor Swift did folklore and it was all in lowercase, like all the song titles in the album. And, um, but what I wanted to say about that is I put, I'm a mirror ball. And I knew that p I was, referencing that because I felt that anyone that saw me in that dress meaning a couple people that I think the girls that I think are going to talk shit about me and be like she thinks she's hot like ew like she's 37 like what's she trying to do stick to comedy why do you want to be perceived as hot it's so such a worry to you in my head I thought they were going to see it and I needed some kind of th I didn't want to straight, straight out say like I'm a fraud as the caption even though it would have been funny because then it just people go no you're not and I just didn't want to ask for that so I wrote I'm a mirror ball because anyone who thinks I'm just like feeling myself goes oh she thinks she's a mirror ball and she looks glowy kind of like a mirror ball but if you look at the Taylor Swift lyrics of I am mirror ball the song is I am a mirror ball and I thought maybe someone is like what does this mean and we'll look it up and so I google I am a mirror ball and Oh, I am a mirror comes up. So ball you have to put in. And then if you look at the lyrics, I knew Swifties would get it. Some of them wrote uh, to me in the comments and I was like, oh good, they get it. But the song mirror ball, it, I really relate to because it says, I want you to know I'm a mirror ball. I'll show you every version of yourself tonight. So like as a celebrity, you try to like make people feel them, like try to relate to them. So you're just trying to be other people for other people and you're not really being yourself. And it says, hush, when no one is around, my dear, you'll find me on my tallest tiptoes, spinning in my highest heels, shining just for you. Um, and then at the very end, it says the, 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 the bridges and they called off the circus, burned the disco down when they sent home the horses and the rodeo clowns. So the circus is gone. It's at night. She goes, I'm still on that tightrope. I'm still trying everything to get you laughing at me. I'm still a believer, but I don't know why. I've never been a natural. Uh, that's my thing about Beyonce. All I do is try, try. I'm still on that trapeze. I'm still trying everything to keep you looking at me. And then it says, because I'm a mirror ball, I have, I have goosebumps because of these lyrics. I'm a mirror ball. I'll show, you, I'll show you every version of yourself tonight. And I just thought that was the perfect lyric to encapsulate how I felt. I looked beautiful like a mirror ball, but really what it's about is trying to be what people want me to be while also trying to feel good myself and having a, a problem with both of those feelings. Final thought. I mean, 
I uh, am I ridiculous to feel lyrics this way? I really want to know. Like my obsession with Taylor Swift, I I'm not trying to be. I don't. I don't think you're ridiculous. I think a lot of people. I you know I've heard. I I've known lyrics to the to a song and have no idea what that song means. And you make me want to like understand lyrics more because I think there's a lot of people that can know the words to every song, like a whole song Mm -hmm. and literally never break it down. And how does it work? I, 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 when I first listen to Taylor Swift songs, I don't go deep. Yes. And then when I have an emotion that I go, wait a second, this song is kind of nailing it. That's when I go in and I go, Oh my God. There was a there was this a prime example the other day I was one of my favorite Gaga songs Noah who looks like Lady Gaga so much that the other day Andrew and I were watching Gaga on that new Apple show where she talks about her rape which is fucking terrible and so brave of her and doesn't name the guy and says I know that I know that a lot of people think that I should name him and call him out but I just never want to ever think about him again and yeah. it was like oh that's really that's a thing I haven't heard yet, really, is a woman that says, I, this guy's still out there working, and I don't want to fucking do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can only go this far, and you can't make me name him. And it's, it's hard, and I, I respect her for doing the Naomi, uh, what's her last name? Okasan? Osaka. Osaka thing and being like, no, I have a boundary, and I'm sorry it's not going to be beneficial for everyone, but this is where I stand on it. However, Gaga has a song called A Million Pieces, or A, a Million Reasons, I'm giving you a million, million re- reasons. Yeah, as oh, one of my favorite songs song. to sing. Carlisle and I were singing it the other day in the car with Ben Glebe on the way back because Carlisle, uh, I wanted to pick a song that her and I really like jam out to. And uh, and so I put that song on because we've done karaoke to it. It's a great song. My ex-boyfriend who loves slow ballads hated the song and I think that was the time I knew we were going to be done because I was like, I love this song so much and you you. Purpose, you like actually made a point to be like, you know that new million reasons song? And I'm like, yes, I listen to it all the time. He's like, I've never hated a song more. And I'm like, we are not gonna make it. I love that song. It's so good. And at the end of it, but this is the best part about that song. Yeah. I have listened to that song thousands of times, analyzed the lyrics in a million ways, and maybe you have too. But it goes, uh, you're giving me a million reasons to let you go. You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show, which I used to always love because when that song came out, I was doing Not Safe, my show on Comedy Central, with my boyfriend. We started it together. Comedy Central said, hey, we might cancel it, but we might also just need to restructure the show. What do you want to do? And I didn't want to do the show anymore because my relationship was falling apart. And I didn't want to make a show with a guy that I loved and wanted my relationship back. I didn't want to keep working with him. And so I ended the show and I used to sing like you're giving me a million reasons to quit the show you're giving me a million reasons so at the end of it she's like I bow down to pray try to get through but and then at the very end she goes um uh uh, wait uh, hold on let me just pull up the lyrics really quick no I'm so sorry this is like a lyric uh dump but this was just one where I go I thought I knew all the lyrics and then I put together this thing that is so amazing that she did um uh, uh, so she goes all she needs is one good reason to stay so she's begging this guy 
you're giving me a million reasons. Why, Just but, give me one to, yeah. Yeah, if I had a highway, I would run for the hills. If you could find a dryway, I'd forever be still. Like, if you could get sober, I'd forever be still. But you're giving me a million reasons. Give me a million reasons. Giving me a million reasons about a million reasons. I bow down to pray. I try to make the worst seem better. Lord, show me the way to cut through all this worn out leather. I always say pleather because it makes it vegan. Um, I'm just kidding. She goes, I've got a hundred million reasons to walk away. And then it's like, but baby, I just need one good one to stay. So she needs one good reason to stay. Right. But at the very end, she goes, um, I've, I've got a hundred million reasons to walk away, but baby, I just need one good one. Good one. Tell me that you'll be the good one. Good one saying, will you, I need a good one. I need a good reason. Then she goes, tell me that you'll be the good one, the good one. And then she goes, baby, I just need one good one to stay. And then at the end, she says, baby, I just need one good one to stay. She's not talking about reasons anymore. She needs one good guy to stay. And it was like the one went from reason to the guy and then the end being so sad. And she's just like saying to herself, she's like, I just need one. It's not that I need him to give me a good reason to stay that I stay, really, I just need a guy to stay and I need to let someone good in mm-hmm. instead of trying to change this guy who is giving me a million bad reasons. I don't need him, even though I think I'm begging for him to say the right thing. Because how often do we just wait for this person who we know isn't right to just change when really you have to let that one go and be able to let the right one stay? And I just, I had an epiphany and I go, holy shit, Carlisle. The end of that song is... I just need one good one to yeah. stay like a good man. Oh, so that was a long way to get to that. But I just, those are ways that lyrics jump out at me. Another one is cardigan. You put me on, I, you put me on like a cardigan. Like uh, she's talking about, she was discarded like a cardigan. And then at the end he put, you put me on and said, I was your favorite. She felt like an old cardigan, but then he put her on and was like, I, it's my favorite, even though it's a worn cardigan. But then, Swifties alerted me to the fact that she goes, you put me on and said I was your favorite. You put me on is another way of saying you lied to me. Oh, you put me on and said that uh, you were going to be here at 10 when it's an old turn Mm, of phrase for put me on is a way of saying lied to me. So this guy, she's celebrating that this guy finally came around and loved her. But what it, but yeah. what she's really saying is you put me on and said I was your favorite because the song is one of the trilogies of the folklore album in which she's singing from the perspective of the girl who is cheated on by the the guy and uh, the guy always comes back to her in the end and she was like I knew you'd come back to me but you put me on you it's just like those it's so hard to so hear good. cardigan every time I hear cardigan I just think of dumb and dumber. What do you mean? When the cop pulls him, he goes, pull over, pull over. And he's like, no, no, it's a cardigan. Because he oh thinks he's saying God, polyester. So funny. <laughs> so every time I hear car, I can't. It's one of those moments in a movie that if you hear that word, because you never hear that. You don't hear cardigan that much. Well, so I, it takes me there, which is just. I don't someone know. asked me uh, the other day when I was checking into a hotel. It did my car didn't scan. Can I see your cardigan? And I go, I, this is actually a, a sweatshirt. I literally did that. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it sounds like you said cardigan. And they were like, um, debit or credit. Do you want to get to a point, though, where it's like you could just post yourself in a hot green dress and not even think about those six or seven comics or whatever people no. that are in your head? No, because I have the Bo Burnham thing of like, I need to call out what's really going on here. And it's that I. But isn't that. 
But the point is, is you don't need to call it out because calling it out is just another way. I of- want people to know that I know I'm aware. Just like the thing of burping. I know. I, know. I need you to know uh, that I know. I hope we, I don't know. I want to get to a place where I don't even need those people to know that I know because I do know. Yeah, it's it's complicated. <sighs> Just keep living authentically and just do your best. And that's all. And have a great weekend. I'll miss you guys. I'll miss doing this. Thank you so much for being here and uh, for taking us in. Leave us voice memos. I love hearing your voices. Uh, Listen to Puddles. That's Andrew's podcast. If you want more of us, watch our old videos on YouTube. Um, You know, subscribe, rate, and review. We we really appreciate any way you spread the podcast to your friends and tell them about it. Keep using K. And uh, thank you so much, besties. Thank you, Noah, for a great week of shows. Birthday week. I'm doing a birthday year, by the way. Hey, let's do it. It's everyone's birthday year, if, if you really think about it. Everyone yeah. could be like, it's my birthday year. Because we're all coming out of coves. Yeah. yeah. And because everyone has one birthday a year. Oh, okay. Unless you're a leap baby. Uh, shout out to the leap babies. February 29th. Great day. And you never age. Because every four years, you turn one year. Right? Okay. Okay. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.